Hey guys, and welcome to the Nashville for Nobodies podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Gordon, and along with my co-host, Kyle Thurkey, we're going to explore everything that is Nashville. How you get in, how you get out, and everything you do in between. So if you have a dream and your dream revolves around the city of Nashville, pay close attention because you might actually learn something. Probably not, but it is a strong possibility that you'll have a good time. Thanks for checking out the podcast, and here we go. All right, what is up, guys? Welcome to my humble little studio. Um, let's go ahead and take a real quick second and give the listeners a like splash page rundown of who you guys are and what you're up to. Go ahead, Lane. Yeah, so we're uh, the Northern Burnouts out of uh, Dark County, Ohio. Uh, I'm the lead singer, frontman. Uh, yeah, the guy at the front singing the guy. mid <laughs> the mid guy. vocals, you know. Um, saying stupid shit in the mic i'm lane manning from dark county um 25 been playing live now uh started on my own a little over a year ago just playing live and uh we've been playing together now as the burnouts for like you know six seven months i think like seven months now yeah. seven and a half um it's going fast yeah got my start playing music you know like everybody's answer is always like oh you know i was a kid beating on pots and pans you know and everything but it was true like started out as a as a drummer percussionist you know went to college for My people yeah right <laughs> once i went to college uh for music ed uh, in the percussion studio at wright state for a little bit um just decided that wasn't the avenue i wanted to take and dropped out and went and chased another career path for a bit and got went back into college decided the other thing i went for wasn't for me being an ag student i mean i'm grew up in the ag community but it just you know music always kind of came back around i've always found a guitar in my hands again and mm-hmm. uh decided to stick with it this time so that's that's kind of my quick and dirty story i guess yeah that sounds about right do you practice that no <laughs> <laughs> no man no uh yeah i'm uh well i'm from dark county as well uh me and lane actually went to the same school that's where we met uh mississinawal valley and i uh worked various jobs after high school trying to figure out what the hell i wanted to do and where mm-hmm. i wanted to go and uh like i was in the band in high school and music has always been passionate to me and things like that so I went and became a flight attendant in Boston, and that's when COVID hit and I started playing the guitar a lot. I started sitting down for hours a day because, you know, you didn't have anything better to do during those hours. And eventually, uh, Lane hit me up about getting together and playing, and because I had been seeing him on Facebook playing a lot, and I knew he played the drums. And actually, I think I hit you up about being a drummer at first. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I was thinking like, about going for something, yeah. and... Then later on, you started getting into that, and I was like, well, why don't we just start playing the guitar together? And mm-hmm. hey, yep. ever since then, we've just been together almost every day. Every day, every working day on playing. playing, doing something. Yeah, nice. it's great. And we started That's playing great. so many gigs that I had to make a choice between being a flight attendant in Boston or moving back and just doing it full time. So made the move and quit the job and came back and started doing it. And that's and the way to are. do it. Like, yeah. That's the way to go. Dude. If yeah. you're gonna do it, jump in and hold your breath. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, and no didn't. Yeah, yeah, that was my thing. I was I was really scared and nervous about what the parents would think and what everybody would think. But everybody was really supportive about it, and it's been probably one of the best decisions right. that I've made. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy, yeah. man. And like you know, for me too, it was like, you know, again, I was going to college to like I wanted to work with beef cattle. I wanted to do a ranch. You know, that's mm-hmm. what I wanted to go do. And um, again, kept picking up the guitar. And practiced it, you know, like I was, I was working on a ranch in South Dakota this last year and like all my free time, you know, I was like reading up, but playing guitar nine times mm-hmm. out of 10. And finally, like you know, my girlfriend at the time, I was like, dude, I, I think I want to go play in bars. And she was like, yeah, go do it. You know, I was like, all right, all right. Well, 
we were watching a Jake Owen concert at the Dark County Fair uh, last August. And like just suddenly, I just turned around to my, I think it was like my parents or somebody like that was over there. And uh, just turned around, I was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go start playing in bars and stuff full time. I was like, I'm just going to go do it. Well, you know when your girlfriend says, yeah, go do it. That, right. Like, <laughs> if she gives you the go-ahead, you, you might, go ahead. Ahead. You might right. be good enough to do this. Right, right, right. And then it was just like, okay. And then fast forward like a week, you know, and like we've always got like this little shindig going on, like their little campground that we've got in Washington, Ohio. And uh, it was like I got a notification for it. And it's like, yeah, you've been invited to, you know, like this party. And it was like um, performance by one of Dark County's up and coming was like the quote was used. I was like, hey, mom, like who's who's playing at this party? She's like, oh, you are. And I was like, I've never played live before in my life. And this is in a week and a half. And you want me to come play? Had no equipment, had one guitar, no speakers, no nothing, dude. I didn't even have like an hour's worth of stuff memorized, learned, ready yeah. to play. <laughs> and, you know, so I was like, well, sat down and learned like, you know, Waylon tunes, Merle tunes, Willie tunes, some other stuff that I was like cool with and put on the worst performance i've ever i've ever done but it was cool man like at the end of the day i was like dude i did it i probably would have just went up and done karaoke i thought about it that's not the first time i've heard that similar story of like you're you're kind of just getting into things and you've you've just made the decision you know what i'm gonna learn some material and i'm gonna try this live thing out and then all of a sudden you've got a gig booked and you're like well I'm going to make 50 bucks, but I'm going to spend 500 bucks on equipment so that I can go make 50 bucks at this show and hope that I can learn 50 songs in four days. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Literally. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But so far, it's going all right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that feeling, though, that urgency feeling never goes away. It's like whatever the next gig is. It's like I'm always like, oh, man, I got like 70 songs. I got to learn by Friday. Yeah. 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 And I don't want to do any of that anymore. No. As soon as you let out a breath. It's uh-huh. like there's more stuff to oh, suck, yeah, yeah. sucking in. It doesn't stop, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For us, it's like, what can we do to like, freshen up the set a little bit, throw in a different song, play something a little different, you know? Add like, some we, cool we, transitions. Right, yeah, yeah, something, you know, just to clean up the show a little bit. And it's like, yeah. I don't know if we played the exact same show twice in a row. Like, no. exact same. We played a lot of the same songs for right now, but like, I don't think they've ever been the exact same. You know, like some bands are like, boom, 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 it's consistent, which I respect, but it's like, We've been a little different. Yeah, we mess around a little bit. Yeah, I've been in a lot of bands that tried to be consistent. And they'd be like, all right, this is the set list. We're going to follow right. this set list. Yeah. Third song, singer's like, fuck the set list. We're not doing the <laughs> right? set list. Yeah. This is not working. Yeah. Literally, literally. <laughs> well, I think some of the best things out of our shows that come is just like improvised things. Oh, like, yeah. He'll point at me yeah. and just give me a solo or something, and I'll just go out there and munch on it. Sometimes some cool stuff comes out. Or we'll try something. I mean, it's crazy. Then sometimes, like, not so cool stuff comes out. Yeah, sometimes you mess up. But I'd I'd say we're about 80-20 right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, like 80-20. Yeah, it feels good. And if you mess up and then make it a part of the show, it's almost like it just adds entertainment value. Yeah, it does. Like, it's not a mistake anymore. It's comedy. Right, right. right. And we'll laugh sometimes, you know. It's all. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we all want to be comedians anyway. That's why we play music, because we're not that funny. Yep, yep. Oh, man. We yeah. try our best, though. Some jokes whirl over well, some don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, one of the guys I play with on my Wednesday morning gig, he's a hilarious guy. But, like, his jokes are just on the edge. And sometimes they go over great, and sometimes the room goes silent. <laughs> and you get real nervous real quick. Hey, start, next song. Just, just start strumming the chord <laughs> to the next song. Yeah. Right. <laughs> thing about him is i don't think he understands the difference i think he just thinks he's funny all the time oh yeah and so if something doesn't land he'll tend to push it further and see if he can make it man 
Hey, if they don't want to buy it, you just stop selling it. <laughs> it's funny for me. I love it. It cracks me up. Yeah. I'm not the one getting fired. <laughs> right, right. Oh, my God. That's crazy. All right, so you guys come together and start playing together. I'm assuming mostly, like, local gigs. Yeah, for yeah. For the first at least couple months. Oh, for yeah, sure. yeah, for sure. Yeah, first, uh, yeah, a couple months there. It was local. I would consider it local. Like, within probably two hours drive or so. I think we had, yeah. like, maybe one that was, like, I think, like, northeast ohio which was like a few hours for us yeah okay but well, most um, of them are fairly local i mean uh in the he's a big part of the cattle industry so there's some some places we'll go with with that but uh and we'll branch further out but as of now we're really sticking in kind of the smaller area but it's it's been nice to come down here and branch further out and yeah meet new people yeah that's what I was going to say. If you're staying in a smaller area, then you do really have to focus on refreshing your set list because the 50 people that are seeing you tonight saw you last night, too. So right. you got to keep everything fresh. But, yeah, if you're branching out, you know, a couple hours in a couple different directions and you have a little bit more time and freedom with your set list mm-hmm. to, oh, yeah. to yeah. let things kind of simmer and see what's working and what's not before you yeah. immediately have to change it. So right. Yeah, and what was nice is, like, when we first started, like, locally, you know, our show was kind of thrown together. We kind of were just still working it out. So, like, when we would come back to these b- bars or places that we would play, it would be revised. New stuff would be added, new transitions, maybe a new intro to something. And it would almost be like a different show, and yeah. which is really nice around the area. But I, I'm sure you get to a point where you get solid into it. Yeah, and it's like you just want to, yeah, and so like changing it constantly, it's like more just like adding, you know, like, okay, how can we, and like, yeah, you're right, though, like at some point it's got to be like, like how, like where do you go from here? Yeah. Without just totally changing everything, you mm-hmm. know, maybe that's naive, I don't know, maybe like it's like, you, obviously you can always improve, but like, you know, yeah, but I, I think still, like we're still, I, I'm, I mean, I love our set now, but it's like, I think we're still, we're still building on it, like there's still more, you know, and it's cool that we're still like reaching for that, like we're still going to like, mm-hmm. I mean, how can we just make this even cooler next yeah. time? And we're still reaching for it. It's cool. I think, I mean, inside looking out, I think it's cool. Right. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's lame. I don't know. That's not for me to decide. <laughs> well, hey, if you're getting but, work, then it's cool enough. I mean, right. well, yeah. Right, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, it's been cool. Local show's been great, but yeah. Did you, yeah, went to Kansas. That was crazy. That yeah. was really cool. That was. Dude, yep. six months in, and we played in Kansas at like a cattle sale out there for, uh, shout out 6N Ranch out in, uh, <laughs> uh, oh my God, what's the name of the town? Sankey's. Hit it. Council Grove. Yeah, Kansas. Council Grove. Council Grove. Nice. Thanks. Whew. Yeah, <laughs> Council Grove. Yeah, thanks for having us. But yeah, no, it was uh, it was so cool, man. What a trip. That was yeah. the first, like, out of state, like, oh, we need a hotel for this. You know oh, what I mean? Like, nice. It was like, oh, man, cool. Yeah. Oh, that was it was such fun. a fun trip. Yeah, I'm looking looking forward to get back out there. It was, it was really sweet, man. Just more trips like that. Even, like, down here in Chattanooga. It's like, it's just getting out of town a little bit and, like, man, we can, like, we can go play that. It's crazy. Like, six months ago, a year ago, I was like, dude, no, no. You're, you're going to be playing Dark County, Mercer County shows, and that's, you know, it's like, ah, oh, dude, it's been so sweet. So sweet. Right. I'm so excited to get out and just kind of get out of our little area and play, man. It's been so much fun. It, it's, it's also really interesting to see how things hit different depending on your location mm-hmm. so like your biggest song back home might be a complete flop in kansas right yeah and then like you're kind of we just threw this in because one guy requested it two or three times right it's like the biggest song you'd have the, of the night mm-hmm. when you're somewhere else it's, yeah right. yeah it's super weird and then like the requests you do get can be completely mm-hmm. like you'll go from taylor swift in one city to i don't know dirk Bentley in another and right. it's like yeah yeah, and that, like like we were talking about earlier, we uh we don't play like 
very popular songs like mm -hmm. uh, some of our songs like are top 40s we like, don't play yeah, like, yeah, the yeah, top yeah, yeah. 40s and we pull back sometimes and there's songs where we're like well we don't really know if the whole crowd will know this and then everybody will surprise you and be singing it yeah like it, you just really never know mm -hmm. and then there, we, we played like number one hits and people are kind of like not even paying attention yeah not like, even listening I was fixing yeah. to say <laughs> yeah it's some like random record cut gets huge feedback and right and Cocho's number one hit right now and nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so who's that guy? It's right, crazy. right, right. Yeah. You crazy. just never know. You kind of just got to throw it out there and yeah. hope yeah. for the best. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm like a huge, huge fan of like that red dirt scene, you know, like out of like Stillwater and Northeast Texas and East Texas and all that. Like, you know, Ragweed and Jason Bullen and, you know, even newer guys like, you know, Coz, I would throw him like down there just because he's like, you know, Texas guy and yeah. Reed Southall, Tanner Usher, you know, like just like that, that, that little corner of the world, like the music's come out of it. Huge fan. And it's so cool because like every show we play, I feel like there's just a couple more people that know like that music. You know, like, they know that Tanner song. They know, you know, it's Reed song. Like it's, it's starting to kind of make mm -hmm. its way up this way. Yeah, that subgenre is like right on the brink yeah. of going from like cult following to right. like legitimate. So, like mainstream, yeah, yeah, like mainstream oh. following. Yeah. Yep, yep. It's definitely it's, making its way around. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of people too. Like, there's kind of like, I feel like people like kind of like gatekeep that genre too a little bit. It's like, oh well, well I listened to Ragweed when I was, blah, blah, blah. but it's like, dude, it's just good music, man. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, it's just and that's, good. I think that comes from a pushback of how top 40s and pop sounding modern country yeah. music has gotten. So that's that's the antithesis to that. It's, it's like, just, oh well, this is ours. You right. keep that crap. Yeah. We'll listen to yeah. this. Yeah. And I and get it. I mean, like it's a, it's a valid concern. Everybody you know, else like, is like, well, no, we like that too. Like yeah. we're kind of tired of this as well. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I get it. And you know, I mean, I'm sure if you looked at their playlist, they've got everything on. Oh there. yeah. Like yeah, from yeah. Taylor Swift to Guns right. and Roses to right. everything. I've said this a hundred times. Like some of my friends that are like hardcore country music purists have some of like the craziest hip hop and rock stuff on their playlist, yeah. and I'm like. So, like, if, <laughs> if I call it another genre, you're cool with it. But, like, if I put a screaming lead solo in a country tune, you're mad. <laughs> right, but right. You like it over here, but over here it's bad. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's like we can appreciate all the all the music. Like, Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, man. There's just sure. all different aspects. And I, I love people trying to do different things. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it doesn't work, but I'll still appreciate the try and, like, really enjoy listening to it and trying to pick out what they try well, to do Well, that's the thing. Good music is good music, period. Oh, hard yeah. stop. Oh, yeah. Like, it doesn't Absolutely. matter what genre it is or anything like no. a good song is a good song mm -hmm. and if it's produced well and you know it hits home then it's a good tune right and yeah. it and doesn't matter what the label is oh yeah Absolutely. and i'm a big lyrics guy i like to read lyrics and things like that so you even go to like 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 hardcore rap where not a lot not a lot of people enjoy it but if you listen to the lyrics and the way they put together the mm -hmm. lyrics i mean i appreciate the hell out of that too i mean there's right. just always something to appreciate about any kind mm -hmm. of song that gets put out right yeah i agree man 100 percent no, my, my, I think my favorite criticism is when they talk about how negative some of the rock lyrics and hip-hop lyrics can get. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, you go back and listen to all these country songs, and like, right. there's so many songs about killing your wife. Oh, yeah. Dude, like, <laughs> right, it's yeah. Crazy. Like, like, you never heard Kate McCannon by Coulter Wall? You know what I mean? That is, like, the song. Like, he literally sings about killing his lover. Like, playing dead. Caught her cheating. He's like, yeah, I literally went to a creek and shot her. Yeah. And I'm like, and everybody's like, yeah, Kate McCannon. <laughs> and I'm like, so you know what that song's songs, about? So many songs about murder. <laughs> like, holy crap. I mean, didn't Carrie Underwood, like, slice holes in all four tires? Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. 
Nope. So, like, country yeah. music has extremes. It's you know, no, it like, does. I'm so yeah. in love that this is the only person I'm ever going to think about till the day I die. Yep. Or you're going to die. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's one right. Where's, other. like, the happy medium? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's either you love your small town or you hate your small town. You want to get out. Right. It's like, which one is it, man? It's crazy. Yeah. Or That's both, funny. depending on what's popular on the exactly. radio. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Trying to fit the script a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Crazy, man. Oh. All right. So... Got a, you've got a full weekend of gigs this weekend, yep. and then um, you said that the beginning of the year is looking pretty good for you, too. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you've also got something else happening pretty close to the beginning of the year. You want to talk about your single? Yeah. So tentatively, we're feeling pretty good about it. It's on the schedule, I think. We're supposed to be getting in there like late November. Yeah. yeah. Looking at uh, first single, we're excited to be released, uh, I think, everywhere. I think it's how that works. Like I said, we're new to this, so this is an ongoing process. But uh, if I read DistroKid and all that properly, <laughs> it should be going everywhere again. This is, like, our first single, so it's like we're – and we're doing it ourselves, so it's kind of like learning as we're going. But, like, it's worked out. It's done. It's, you know, like, recorded. I mean, it's ready. It's, it's, it's ready to be dropped, you know, like, first part of January, we're hoping, so – nice yeah we're so pumped man like well, tell me a little bit about the song what's it about so like well yeah this one uh so it kind of came from like a riff i feel like most of the time we're like writing songs it's like usually we have like a riff that we'll come up with and it's like oh well this makes you feel like this so we write a song about it and like right. try to relate it to something but like like joe came in with this riff and i was like oh man i really like that and i like you know he's a big lead guy and i'm like big rock guitarist and i'm like more of a i mean a self-coined like try to be semi-traditional country picking you know like their acoustic um and i just kind of put my spin on it and we liked it and then i'm not gonna lie like we have like this camper that uh we used to go practice in over the summer at my family's little campground over there and like every night dude and it was joe went back to boston's before he moved back and uh i was sitting in there one night had some good tunes on before i knew it you know i was like half a bottle in the crown royal and i was like oh man pecos and the rooftops came on this damn song by Pecos and the Rooftops. And, it, like, I don't know what happened, but I just, like, got put in a mood, man. And I was like, ah, oh, dude. Like, I want to write, like, a got-done-wrong breakup song, man. Yeah. And it just hit me. And then I thought of that riff that Joe had, and I was like, oh, it's perfect. Yeah. And then our song Devil Woman came out of it, man. Well, and you know, I came, I came to you with that riff, and I was like, this is just something that I'm just working on. It was almost like an exercise to just move through. It was a bluesy, like, lead kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he just turned it into cowboy chords. And, but... His picking style really uh, made the the thirds of the of the chords come out and really made it something different. And so when I heard it, I was like, "Man, I really want to solo over that." <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, "That that's that's good." And then yeah. he showed me the lyrics, and his lyrics roll really well with the riff. Appreciate nice. that, man. And yeah, yeah, it's uh, we're excited. We, we we think it's a really good song. You know, right, that's but, I hope so. But right. it's but it's it's not our choice. Certainly when it comes proud down of to it. Like know? no, like yeah, like, I'm super proud of this song. Like I'm confident in it. Yeah, you know, but again, like that's, yeah. I mean, everybody wants their stuff to succeed and do yeah. well. And I mean, everybody that releases a song is confident about yeah. their song. Oh yeah, exactly. I would, I wouldn't know how to conduct an interview if I was like, "Tell me about your single." And you're, oh, it sucks. <laughs> like, I don't even want to release right, it. This right. is just something we should do, I guess. I don't know. Right, right. Don't listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> but we're actually we're actually really confident yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. We really we played it live a couple times. Yeah, and like you know, I've gotten like good feedback and like not even like you know. I feel like when you're starting out, like, your family's always like, and God bless them, man. Like, I know it's like, you know, they're being genuine, but sometimes it's kind of like you feel like you're getting like, the, oh, that was, that that was, was really good, good, sweetie. sweetie. Yeah. Good job. And it's like, oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, when, you know, like, there's been, like, people that I don't even know. Like, we did come up and they're like, 
dude, that was really good. Yeah. Like, when can I listen to that? And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, cool. Yes, that was what I was hoping to get. Right. Right. Like the one before it. Right. I like a lot. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's been great. I'm so excited for people to hear it, man. I am so excited to get it out there. Oh, been looking forward to it for a long, long time. Nice. So, yeah, it'll be sweet. So, do you have you started making plans for the next single? Yeah, we've definitely got a few more in the works. Like oh, yeah. a couple on the gate. Like it's kind of like, you know, we we hated to like get anything out yet live because you know we've got so far like we're a new band, dude. We've been playing it six months. Like we mm-hmm. don't have anything recorded, recorded yet. You know, like professionally. Yeah, we've got like shitty garage band recordings that like I try to make the best out of so we can practice over. Right. But like you know. um We've got a couple in the shoot that were more like um, putting the finishing touches on. Like we want it to be like the way, exactly the way that we want it, as much as we possibly can before we go play. It. Instead of like a hey, we're kind of thinking about this. How? What do you think about it? You know what I mean? Like, gotcha. I want their first impression to be like, this is the song. This is what it is. It's done here. You know what I mean? Instead mm-hmm. of like, here's an idea. We're playing with it. You know what I mean? So we've got a couple of those that like they're almost there, almost done, and yeah, hopefully we'll definitely have. We'll definitely have a couple songs out probably like in the spring. I right. think we're looking at okay. at the latest. And we try to pull back. You know, you don't want to work on something too hard and mess it up. Right. Yeah. Like because you try to add, add, take out, revise, add. It, sometimes the first version is good, mm-hmm. and you didn't even need to add that other stuff. Right. So a lot but, of times, if I'm doing anything like that, I will, I will go in and completely overdo it, and then I will strip everything away, and then ask myself, all right, with nothing there, what's it missing? Right. Like, what yeah. did I have before that I miss now? Mm-hmm. And let's throw all the other junk away and then just deal with that. Right. Gotcha. It's like some of the most simple songs are the best songs. Mm-hmm. The it's best. Like, and we, we try yeah. to always pull that back and remember that mm-hmm. and not take it too far. Yeah, you can definitely too start overworking it for sure, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially. With and, and the more you listen to it, the more mundane the yeah. simple little pleasures in it get. Mm-hmm. And so you're you're at that point not even hearing the subtleties and the spice that's already there right right yeah yeah it's funny too like you know i i had to like sit here and laugh because it's like you know we're trying to talk about recording and all this but it's like you know i feel like people out there listen probably like these guys have no idea what the hell they're doing it's like (laughs) you're exactly correct all right so i'm gonna tell you a big industry secret None of us cool, know what man. we're doing. <laughs> yes. We never have. We never will. We find something that works, and we kind of keep ticking away at cool. that. But like yeah. nobody cool. has a clue. Yeah. It's always... about the time you make a hard roll, something comes along, and it's like, mm. well, that didn't stick. You know, yeah. that's one thing when uh, we were talking about coming here and, and doing the podcast. You know, it was uh, the lack of experience. You know, you kind of get some insecurity going. But when yeah. I think of listening to interviews of musicians, it's always... A musician that already has their feet deep in the water or a musician mm-hmm. that already made it oh yeah and there's there's no perspective from anybody just starting because you know right. nobody ever gives anybody like us the opportunity to come mm-hmm. and talk about things like this so yeah, that's great man. it's like maybe hopefully after we get going and things like that we can look back at this and other people can look at it like wow they they really started there yeah yeah like this is where they were at my yeah. mindset's in the same place right, yeah for the other guys out there it's like yeah they're, they just took the dive and like you just hopped in and decided i'm gonna go do this full time like yeah i mean it's kind of cool to like hopefully it's like yeah like they're seeing it from like that green perspective like kind of like baseline you know what i mean yep. yeah it's so cool man and then all the veterans listening get to go oh i remember when i was <laughs> that was a fun yeah. time that was right? before i hated music <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly right 
Oh man, yeah, that's that's my favorite. Song. Anytime I'm playing and somebody's like, "Well, what's your favorite song?" It's like, dude, I don't even like music. <laughs> I don't even like playing. <laughs> this just lets me eat. <laughs> right. That's funny. Right, right. Oh, there's no denying though, man. This is like the coolest job in the world. If you can do like full time, you're out doing it. Like why? Oh, like a nine to five. I mean, yeah, dude, that's what you're into, man. Respect, man. Like not everybody's a musician. I get it, man. But like, if you if you can and you want to. And you're doing it. It is the coolest job. Mm-hmm. It is yeah. the coolest job in the world so far. I've loved every second of it. There are some seconds where you're like, God, I really, really hate this. <laughs> but then you remind yourself, and it's like, oh, no. Like, this was a good choice. Yeah. I'm glad I did this. Well, yeah. you're, you're going to get tired of anything you do. Oh, yeah, sure. It's yeah, like, sure. I mean, this is, if I was to do something, this would definitely be the thing, you know? Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, yeah, we've always said it's like, you know, the way I figured it was like, okay, when I'm like 85, 90, hopefully I live longer than that, but whatever. Anyway, and I'm like that old, and like I'm on my deathbed. And it's like, do I want to look back and go, oh, man, really wish I'd have given that a try, or try completely fail and be like, dude, you tried. At right. least you knew where that went. You know what I mean? Yep. That's how I always looked at it. So that, that's been the. So now you'll get to lay there and go, yep, shouldn't have taken that gig. <laughs> wish I'd have taken that gig. Right. Why did I ever work with that guy? That stupid, guy screwed stupid, me stupid. over. <laughs> Definitely should have worked with him. He was amazing. He went on to be huge. I could have been rich. Damn Man. it. <laughs> right? And you just never know. No. That, you, we're just I will out say here that is the things. bright side to like your average nine to five. It's like your career path is laid out in front of you. Yeah. Like you know what's expected of you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to make those kind of life-altering decisions that you have no information on whatsoever. Right, right. right. Like oh, yeah. you get a random call from a dude like, hey, I need a guitarist this weekend. And you're like... <laughs> I'm supposed to go hang out with my family this weekend. I'm right. not going to take the gig. And then six months later, he's Luke Combs. And oh, you're like, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. just really upset. That would be funny. It's funny. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I'm sure I'm sure something like that will happen along the way. Oh, Who yeah, knows? Dude, it's, yeah. I just feel like it's like one of those, yeah, like, you you know, when everybody goes out and you all play enough and everything, eventually I feel like you, you almost have to have something like that happen. Oh, yeah. Like, when you're playing constantly, mm-hmm. something oh, like that, is. no matter how big it was going to happen, I'm sure. Well, you know? One of the, and I, I don't remember the exact quote, but one of the things that somebody told me early on in my career that I kind of just clung to is, like, everybody's going to tell you that you have to be lucky. Like, that's the thing. Mm. And you have to be at the right place at the right time. Yeah. And that's half of the story like you do have to be in the right place at the right time and be super lucky but if you're everywhere all the time then statistically right you're gonna be there yeah 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 Yeah. and that's like we've i've talked about that too it's like you know like yeah like you said everybody's like always like and i feel like there's a lot of musicians like i feel like there's a mindset out there for a lot of guys where it's like well i'll just go somewhere like whether it be nashville or austin or atlanta or wherever even back home local and it's like well somebody will see me somebody will notice me which I mean, truth be told, in today's age with social media and everything, there's probably a better chance of that. Oh yeah, but, it does happen. But is it a like a good chance? Yeah. Well, the thing now is like, like you can't you can't wait for somebody to notice. No. You got to do it on your yeah, own. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. you got to bring it in, and like you got to put out the songs. You got to yeah. make them popular. You got to do the work and make the mm-hmm. money. Yeah. And then once you've done everything, somebody will be like, "Hey, come work with us." Right. Yeah, and you'll exactly. be like, "Why?" Yep. Yeah. And you know, our, our yeah, <laughs> exactly. our thing is we're. we're like trying to build credibility because mm-hmm. you know you call bars and nobody knows you and they, oh, they, yeah. they you don't you man. just you don't have that much credibility so it's it's really hard to get your foot in the door when 
yeah, you know, absolutely. nobody knows your, your talent level or anything like that. But yeah. like we were talking about, like with the luck, like it's more like yeah. just kind of working your ass off, but kind of just letting it happen at the same yeah. time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you can't try to force anything. Yeah. You can definitely like create your own luck in my eyes. Like luck can be, yeah, you can't just straight up get lucky. Like, oh man, so-and-so happened to be listen to us whatever but like you can definitely but if you can't back that up it's not going to do anything right, right. Of course. That's, that's another exactly. thing in this business once yeah. you build momentum you got to keep it going because the second you let off of it you're mm -hmm. starting back at square one. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. yep you yeah. can't stop mm -mm. But. No. all right so you guys are doing the ohio thing a little bit of traveling um what do you think about the nashville scene man that has been a hot topic discussion yeah we've been for a while me and him have had that conversation a lot lately a lot. about what because you know our our mind like up up north where we're playing there's there's a lot of cover bands that go around and play mm -hmm. the bars and stuff like that and everybody has fun there's a lot of good bands up there that sure. play good music and uh we don't really want to get mapped in a lot with like the cover band scene when it comes right. to that because of course we love our originals and we want to sing our originals right. for people yeah and that that's the one thing that we always kind of talk about with Nashville is you know getting stuck on Broadway if if we're that's not where we want to be right or coming here and jumping into a huge pond pond of people mm -hmm. and maybe drowning you know it's yeah it, like we're confident you know like yeah I mean I think if we came down here like not like all oh, weekend um I'm playing Tootsie's next right year. no yeah. no no like <laughs> but you know. At some point, yeah, I feel like we'd probably be able to come get a gig. Maybe that's inside looking out. But, yeah, like, up there, it's kind of like that. That's, like, where our hang-up's at. It's like, well, you know, we've got gigs. We've got places to play. We've got play people to, like, play with, you know. It's like, it's, it's going, like, the direction it's going, it's, it's going well. Like, nothing's going wrong. You know what I mean? Like, so it's kind of like we realize that, like, yeah, there's, there's opportunity where we're at. But it almost sounds bad, but, like, is there enough opportunity where we're at like cover band that's your scene absolutely dude but like right. it's not like an original band there's just not a, like okay you, you can't go to bars like yeah you can go play a couple but like bars up there in my opinion at least in my experience like they don't want original music like local original music small time guys like right. stuff people have never heard you know what right. I mean? whereas like but there's a scene for that down here yeah you know there's a scene for that like you know, music road and writers rounds and all that. Like, if that's what you want to do, like, okay, then then move up there's to a some place. of the like bus call and whiskey yeah. jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's more there's there's a place, that, right? Yeah. And, and the one other, th it's like we we've got uh, Jody's our drummer right now. Luke's our bassist. Shout out to Jody and Luke. Um, they nice. they do a really good job for us. I mean, we we couldn't have done it without them so far. Our right, full no, band gigs. No, I mean, no way. We appreciate the hell out of them. Mm -hmm. And they, uh, but but. We wanna we wanna travel all over. We wanna go California to Boston, like all, all the way, like wherever yeah. we can go. Yeah. And so we also thought about you know Nashville has so many musicians, and we could find um, those younger guys that that want to travel the country with mm -hmm. us that don't have anything going on, traveling, just want to play music and yeah. traveling musicians. I mean, because up up north it's it's far and few between. It's it's hard to find somebody that dedicated that isn't distracted or isn't stuck in something yeah. like. But, yeah. That is the one thing about Nashville. It's it's really easy to find a guy. Right, yeah. Like if you need a lead guy, you can find one. Yep. If you need a drummer, you can find one. Bass player, you can find one. Yep. And, yeah. and we aren't far from Nashville when you think about it. And when we when we thought about coming down here, it's like, you know, we'd move around the outskirts of Nashville mm -hmm. and, and network and do those things. But 
trying to just weigh the pros and cons. You know, we aren't really sure. We aren't really part of Nashville. You know, we're, right. we're outsiders, if, as you will, as, and just trying to figure it out. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a hard pill to swallow and hard to figure what the best choice would yeah, be. Yeah, and it's definitely a different kind of scene. It doesn't work yeah. the same way any other music scene I've right, ever been right. a part of. It's one of the most hard. unique places for music yeah. in mm-hmm. the country. Yeah, and whether it's, like, true or not, too, like, you know, I was told by a friend, by one of the guys that he works with, um, down here, he lives in Nashville, um, basically the advice was, you know, like, for him, he just told me, he was like, dude, you know, like, yeah, moving to Nashville, if playing in Nashville is what you want to do, come to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but if, like, trying to go play for, like, big crowds, getting big gigs, getting your stuff out there, like, it is kind of like a, yeah, be confident. Like, I'm confident, like, we come down and, like, yeah, we'll be able to play a little bit, you know. We're not, by by no means would we be, the like, a, the greatest thing. That, no, dude. Like, there are dudes that would absolutely mop the floor with me playing and you and, like, the insane amount of talent down there. But locally, like, you know, it's like, do what you can up there, be confident, play your gigs, get good in the scene up there and when it's time for somebody in like nashville or wherever they want you they'll get a hold of you you know what i mean like get big up there because like it's like the whole it's the whole like small pond a lot of fish ocean and a few fish you know what i mean it's like that whole that whole concept i guess but you know but again part of me is also just like see i see that as playing it safe yeah, and if you're gonna play it safe, you don't want to be in music. Right, right, and I agree, hundred so, percent, absolutely. Like, I agree. My my thing is like, you're gonna be a hard enough critic on yourself to know if you can play your instrument and do your thing. Yeah, right. And if you think you're good enough to play in Nashville, come yeah. to Nashville. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, yeah. And all of the stigma on getting stuck on Broadway. Let me tell you what that is. That is money. Yeah. You get comfortable not having to travel, mm-hmm. just getting up, go playing a show, and making decent money. Yeah. And then when that opportunity comes up where it's like, oh, I can go do this original thing yeah. that doesn't make money, right? you're not willing to let go of the money. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, like, yep. if you want to pursue that original career that yep. you guys are talking about right. and go and play festivals and the big stages and, you know, have a real shot at it... Mm-hmm. Then you can definitely still do the Broadway thing, yeah. But you've gotta, you gotta understand, like you've gotta, you've gotta set that boundary for yourself. That right. like, no, this comes first, mm-hmm. and Broadway's the meal ticket. Yep, like, yep, yep. Broadway's your nine to five, right? And then you still have to put as much, if not more, work in on your original career. Yeah, right. And that's that's what happens to a lot of these artists yeah. is they get to plan five or six nights a week on Broadway, mm-hmm. and then they don't put any time toward their original <clears throat> career. And they sit back and wonder why their music's not doing anything. Right. Well, it's because you're not playing in front of people. It's right. Yeah. You're you're playing on Broadway. You're if you're on Broadway, you're not being recognized mm. as an artist. You're recognized as a show on Broadway. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you're gonna play for hundreds of thousands of people a year, and not a single one of them are gonna remember you yeah. when they fly home. Yeah. yeah. Minus no, a handful sense. of sure. exceptions. Yeah. Sure. But, like. Yeah. You're not. You're not a band. Right. You're an attraction. Right. Yeah. No, I get it. And I, yeah, that's kind of been like, I've always said like, yeah, like Nashville, like, yeah, because, you know, I've heard that a hundred times, a hundred different guys, like, oh, I came down here and like, nothing happened. Damn. Oh, well. But it's <laughs> well, like. what you do? Right. Exactly. It's like, but like, how did you, how did you use going to Nashville? Mm-hmm. You know, 
some guys use like, I want to play music full time. You want to play Broadway? Great, man. Cool. That's awesome. If you and, just if you just want to play, and I know tons of guys go for who, it. You know, they'll get off the bus from their artist and immediately go to work on Broadway yeah, yeah. for like two weeks mm-hmm. until their guy goes back on the road and then they jump on the bus right. and go on the road and they love their life. I yep. also know guys that got off that bus and were like, screw it, I'm just going to do Broadway because I make more money and right. I can sleep in my own bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And I think that's so. kind of like, you know, I think, and I've talked about it too, like using like Broadway and things like that more as like, like a tool. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like if you want to do music full time, like use that. And again, this is outside looking in. I don't know how... G- you know, booking gigs and all that kind of stuff goes on Broadway, but outside looking in, the way I perceive it to be is like, you know, using Broadway and gigs around town and things like that is like filler when you're not going out and traveling, playing bars, and doing your original stuff. Whereas like a lot of guys, I feel like, like you said, yeah, they fit, mm-hmm. they just start doing that Broadway stuff and originals tend to not go anywhere mm-hmm. on Broadway, you know, unless you're like Dirk Bentley or John Party or, I mean... But I mean, that's two guys. I mean, if I'm being honest, that's two guys out of hundreds and hundreds you know what I mean, and hundreds yeah. over years. Yep, years. That's the thing. You if, know? You're, if you're playing Broadway to make it big, you're never leaving Broadway. And that's yeah. just that's just the reality. I feel like you I know? don't care. I mean, it just what is. they tell you at Tootsie's. They're not going to make you a star. No. Your best gig you'll get is probably Kid Rock's main stage, yeah. which will make you damn good money on a good night, sure. and it'll make you want to do that the rest mm-hmm. of your life, Yeah, but mm-hmm. that's as far as you're going. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you know, not to be said that like, yeah, hell yeah, if I got a gig at like Kid Rock or Tootsie's, yeah, I go play shit at I would. Yeah. Just to be like, dude. Absolutely. Like, oh, play Broadway. Finally. Like, oh man, I want to do that. So I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I go do that. But, uh. Yeah, but it's not a secret. Like that's not a secret that you know, like guys go to Broadway and like nothing comes out of it. It's it's easy. Mm-hmm. Just hop on the internet and be like, okay, last five artists to get big, when and where Broadway. Mm-hmm. When was the last time? Yeah. And to be honest, half the stories about artists that got big on Broadway, yeah, got big and played Broadway. The sure. two are not connected. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because you notice, you know, everybody goes there to have a good time and. You know, listen to the songs they mm-hmm. want. They want to hear, yeah. And in, in a lot of aspects, they're not really going to see this certain singer or what's going on. And I can definitely see how the money could be comforting mm-hmm. and not wanting to walk away from that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah. That, that's making, a good thought. I never. When really you're making thought about twice that. as much and working half the time as like yeah. your best friend back home, it's really easy to be like, dude, why would I ever change what sure, I'm doing? Sure. Right. Yeah. And no, then. I mean, we're all creatives and we're all musicians, so we all got the little guy in our head going, no, we want to be big. We want to see our name in lights. We right. want to play a stadium full of thousands of people. Like, this is what we want. Yeah. Right. And then your logical brain's like, yep, but we also like eating and playing video games <laughs> yeah, right, and right, right. taking people and friends out to eat and spending lots of money. So yep. let's just do this for a while. Right. And then we'll get to that. Right. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like never happens. Yeah, and the other thing too, it's like, dude, you already took the dive to be a full time musician. You already mm-hmm. like, like you for example, you know, right? Like you could just use like what you did as an example. Like, yeah, you were a flight attendant. You know what I mean? Like, traveling over the place, that, doing that all was that. Was a cool gig. Yeah, <laughs> oh, seriously. Yeah. You know it what was, I mean? And was, then, and then you were like, but music's what I want to go do. And dude, that's a huge. I mean, it's a leap of faith. It, it just yeah. is because it's yes. not. There's no. Yes. There's no guarantee. There's no like. You well, know what I mean? But like, but you went and did it. That was a huge dive. So like. If that's what you want to do, and like guys move to Broadway, do all that, it's like okay, well, you already took that dive. You so know. what's what's holding you back from just taking not even like as big of a dive in my eyes, like, but just another little dive, dude? Well, it's I, like just go play originals. I think you're already doing it. Too big you know? of a deal out of it because uh, 
it's not really that big of a deal when it comes to leaving something because it's always there. Yeah. I can always go back and be a flight attendant right now. I could quit yep. and go be a flight attendant. And, you know, you move away from home, and you can always the home back. is always, always waiting. Go that, back. The town's not going to burn down next mm-hmm. week. Right. It's always going to be there. And people, like, when you take a leap of faith, it's usually because – or they're scared to take the leap of faith. It's because they're scared of, like, you know – the short game like they want it to yeah. be fast they mm-hmm. want it to happen yeah. right now and so when they take the leap of faith and then they're like well if it doesn't work out then i have to come back and then i wasted all that time mm-hmm. it's like no you didn't and it's like all you did yeah. was gain more experience and knowledge towards well, my what thing you- is like are you enjoying yourself right now in this moment do right. you like your life the way it is if this was as good as it gets are you happy right now right yeah and if you can sit there and say i am happy doing this right now awesome then you're winning yep. yeah 100%. Exactly. If the alternative is I'm going to work three quarters of my life to maybe be happy right before I die, yeah. man, to hell with all that. Oh, yeah. Like, Seriously. Yeah, you're right? playing the wrong game. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, I was I was uh, in nursing school when I graduated high school, believe it or not. And I, w- I worked in a nursing home. And all the old folks, everything they always said was, I wish I would have, I wish I would have, mm-hmm. I wish I would have. Yeah. And, you know, it just got ingrained in my brain. Like, I do not want to wish I would have. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. I really don't. (laughs) And, I mean, you learn as you grow, so I'm sure at the end of whatever span of time, you're going to be like, dude, I wish I'd have done this, spent more time on this, practiced this, dove into this more. But, like, if you're doing the thing... Right. Then you're working with the information you have. If, if If you make a horrible mistake, but it was legitimately what you thought was right, then no regrets. Exactly. Yeah. You know, everybody messes up. Everybody makes wrong decisions. There's huge bumps in the road i mean oh yeah, yeah. especially yeah. in this career this career is sure. as wavy as it gets yeah, like, yeah. i'll make three thousand dollars in a week mm-hmm. and be like this is it i'm doing great and then literally on the monday of the next week lose all my gigs and be like i'm gonna go broke i'm gonna lose my house like yeah. i don't know what to do right yeah <clears throat> and then two weeks later i'm like oh everything's good yeah. <laughs> right right you yeah. just yeah. you never know and like that's the part that i think your average person's mentality can't comprehend it's mm-hmm. like well yeah you did good right now but this isn't gonna last it's like, right well yeah but we know that so we right. can plan for that yeah mm-hmm. and, and, and me and lane were talking the other night there's a lot of things that people want to do and that we wanted to do or whatever that kind of turn us off away from it because we can and we know we can mm-hmm. there's not really a chance of failure really yeah and a lot of things that people want to do especially those comforting jobs like like the flight attendant job like but when it comes to like the music business there's a lot of aspects of it might not happen the way we, we think it's going to happen right. and that's what kind of attracts us to it because of the mystery you know we're searching for something and we don't even know where we're going half the time right and i think the one thing like friends and family at least that i have encountered is they see like your run-of-the-mill local band guys that just play on weekends right make mm-hmm. a couple hundred dollars here and there and that's mm-hmm. it and then they see like your luke combs yep right and they don't understand that there are a thousand levels in between right yep. yeah and so like if if they want you to make sixty thousand dollars a year and be like okay to pay your bills and have a place to live yeah that's easy in music. Oh, you yeah. can do that. Yep, it, sure. You really can. You really can. Like, and that's what I don't think you people really understand. They don't. They don't. They don't. No. They think you're either making no money or all the money. Yeah. And I don't think they understand. At least from a musician side, like yeah, Luke Combs makes a crap ton of money, 
his drummer is making a few hundred bucks a show. Right. Like, he's yeah. not making big bucks like everybody thinks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I actually watched his drummer play on Broadway. Mm-hmm. That's Last why they still here. come to Broadway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when their right. guy's not on the road, they still got to make cash. Right. Yeah. They didn't yeah. make enough to hold them through until right, right, right. next touring season. Oh, man. I, you know, I never really noticed it. I knew that. that yeah. That sounds no, crazy. That's, that's the, if, you're, if you're hanging out on Broadway, especially if it's like a Friday and Saturday night, statistically speaking, one of the bands you see, one of the guys plays for a huge artist. Uh. Where was I at? Almost consistent. He's Layla's. I was here in February. I was at Layla's. I can't remember the name of the guy that was playing. Forgive me. But um, there was an older guy playing steel guitar. Mm -hmm. And he was George Jones's steel guitar player for like oh, 50 yeah. years. And I was like, what? And then they did a George Jones song. And I was like, oh my Dude, I've God. gotten to play with so oh, many of those guys. Like, uh, that was so cool. Um, it was early after I moved. It, it was within the first year after I moved to Nashville. Mm -hmm. uh, did a show at AJ's, and the, the artist I was working with brought in a fiddle player. Dude was good. Like, yeah. I was, it was fine. He's a fiddle player. He's good at playing fiddle. He's on Broadway. So, right. I mean, mm -hmm. he was competent. We get done. We're talking, it's Carrie Underwood's fiddle player. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's sweet. No big deal. None. None at all. <laughs> right. And yeah, no like, man, if I'd have known that. First of all, I would have tried to play a lot better right. and failed at it miserably because I'd have been super nervous. Right, right. Oh <laughs> man, that's cool. But no, and then and then like I've got buddies that it's like, they're they they might not be necessarily on like the biggest gigs, yeah. but they're like on the road with those guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I got one. Uh, I won't mention any names so that he can't get in trouble or anything. <laughs> but uh, almost every time like we're sitting around talking and an artist comes up. Like, he's got a story about how that artist is a douchebag because he was on the road with that artist. Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> so, so, oh, yeah. No, we don't like him. I can't really tell you why, but we don't like him. Oh, Lord. <laughs> one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> he knows everything. Yeah. Man, that's he's, funny. He's, he's one of my best friends in town. I love him to death. He's, right. uh, he's doing some really cool stuff right now. That's nice. cool, man. That's sweet. I'm very jealous that uh, it's funny. So I asked him one time. I was like, dude, like, you've got all these gigs, like, can you throw me a bone? Can you hire me? Right. And he looked at me. He's like, man, you're one of my best friends. And I'd like to keep it that way. If we worked a gig <laughs> together, you'd hate me. Oh, Lord. He's like, because I'm an asshole. Like, I want it perfect. And you would hate me. That's a way to be, hey, though, that, man. That, that's, that's, I mean, genuinely, you know, that's that's a way to be. I get it. Yeah. I, I, mean, I like you know? I like the upfront and honesty of it. Yeah, like, of I course. I respect mm -hmm. that. Yeah. I was like, all right, well. Cool. Would it be cool? Now yeah. I know Sweet. that if but. I call him and I'm like, hey, dude what do I need to do different? He's going to be like, all right, well, sit down. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> right. right. One thing I can't stand more than anything is I'm like, hey, dude, what would you like me to do different? Is there anything I need to work on? Is mm -hmm. there anything you'd like? I'm like, nah, man, you're great. And then two weeks later, they replace you. And it's like, yeah, that's a shame. You could have just told me. Right, right. Save yep. us both a lot of problems. Right, yeah. right, right. But Yep. You know, me and him talk about that. You know, you you always get compliments. Mm -hmm. It's very little that you get criticism. Right. And I appreciate the criticism. It's oh yeah, like, so you know, much. Because I'm sure they're afraid that they're going to offend us or mm -hmm. be mad. But there's some people that I know is going to tell us exactly what they think. Exactly. I'll be like, hey, and I'll go right up to that person and be like, what do you think? Well, he's like, well, that one song, you guys were a little choppy at the beginning, but other than that, you guys were good. Awesome. Write it down. We'll work on that mm -hmm. at the next practice. Like, <laughs> thank you. Now we're going to make our show better. Right. <laughs> it was like, but that. you got to understand, a lot of guys in our industry can't take criticism. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's facts. The, the yes. egos are big, but fragile. Oh, yes. yeah. And yes. I mean, that. I think that comes from being a creative and mm -hmm. having all of that inner doubt and yep. self-consciousness. Because yep. I, I know... I know 
anytime I have like a bad week and I'm like, man, I'm not getting called for gigs this week. Like, yeah. am I good enough to be here? Right. Been here five years. It's been working so far. Yeah. But like yep. right now, I'm suddenly second guessing everything yeah. just because the phone's not ringing, even though I know for a fact it's not ringing for anybody else either. Right. Because there's 10 people trying to fill every one gig. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. so, like, I know, but there's a big part of me. It's like, nah, man, it's got to be you. Right. No. And so when somebody does give you criticism, it, it tends to spark a negative reaction with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, well, you know, it's like, kind of like, especially like, you know, in this business, I feel like there's, yeah, like you said, there's a ton of guys out there that like, can't put egos to the side, mm -hmm. and take criticism and be like, okay, well, that's something I need to work on. You know, the guys in my eyes that can like, you know, take criticism, harsh criticism and be like, okay, well, I'm gonna go work on this. And they go and work on it. And then they go ask for more criticism and work on that. Those guys are dangerous, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those guys are so dangerous because, like, they're going to do... Like, those are the dudes that will scrap to do whatever oh, yeah. to get to where they want, man. Yeah. Scrap. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I love it, you know? That's a way to be, honestly. Right. And it's like... And a lot of those guys, I hate to say it, but, like, the ones that, like, can't put video go to the side and it's like, well, obviously, like, it's me. I'm doing everything right and you're just stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. And it's like, but that's why you've been in the same place mm -hmm. forever. That's harsh, yeah. But in my eyes, in my experience, it's accurate. Yeah. You know and then I mean? harsh. And, and a lot of times they'll come back with the whole passion kind of thing. Like I'm very mm -hmm. passionate. It's like, well, there's a different difference between being passionate and being an asshole. Yes. I mean, yeah. there yes. really yeah. is. Huge yes. difference. It's yeah. like I understand Huge. your passion. I understand you care a lot, but come on, you got to work and with see, us I, a little bit. I'm a passionate asshole, so I can do both. Oh, that's <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you suck ass. I want to help you make it better. But right now, I hate you. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's great. But, yeah. So, so having come to Nashville and like thinking about the way Nashville works, is that something that like may be in your future moving to Nashville? And it's definitely it is. at the top of the list. It's on our radar. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would say like for sure on our radar. Yeah, and you know it's it's hard. There's nowhere like Nashville. You can't no, be like, oh, oh, well, would I rather go to Nashville or here? It's like, well, there's no other here, really. Right. It's like there's other major music scenes, but none of right. them that. And the other work appealing the thing way. about right. the actual town of Nashville too is the fact that it's literally like five and a half hours from home. It's not clear across the country. Right. You know what I mean? It's You're not far enough away. Nobody's gonna exactly. bother you. Yeah. Exactly. But you can go home whenever you yeah. want. And right. Chill. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's, definitely it's beautiful. That's, beautiful. that's why it's appealing. You know. You know, and after quitting my job you know i don't have a job other than just playing gigs right now mm -hmm. so they're very important to be able to go make that money and thinking about getting another nine to five just no it please, feels like no. moving it, backwards yeah, yeah it's it like, does it's, yeah. yeah i do not want to do that so being able to come to nashville and actually do music as your mm -hmm. revenue while also working on like our originals and stuff it really sounds nice you know mm -hmm. it yep more more comforting than having to go work a job you don't really yeah. want to do. And not to mention, Absolutely. man, like just you know where we're at. There's not it's where we come from. Huge agriculture community, mm -hmm. massive agriculture community. And there's just yeah, there's musicians, but you can't just like walk down the street and like literally the first guy you see be like, hey, you know whatever, and start up literally any conversation about anything music related, and they'll probably know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like musicians are very few and far between. Very talented musicians up there that there are, but. Very few and far between, you know. That's that's the other thing I like about Nashville. You can just strike up a conversation with nine out of ten, eight out of ten people, and 
talk about what it is that you appreciate dude. Music, oh yeah you know what i mean like i'll talk oh, at yeah. it too with these guys but right i, I do of, enjoy talking music one know? of the things i heard shortly after i came to town uh, it's uh because everybody in nashville is a musician if somebody wants to come to nashville tell them to stop at the first gas station once they cross into the county and if they can play better than the guy that's at the register come on in <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one yeah i believe it though we'll do it on the way out right, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But no, no it's there's there's definitely like a unique community here too so like yeah. back in my hometown it was very competitive because there were only a handful of gigs and every band was gunning for them so like you didn't help other bands. You didn't talk to other bands. Like, they were your sworn enemy. Mm-hmm. And in Nashville, for the most part, you still have your outliers of jackasses that right. try and, like, sabotage everything and yeah. keep it all to themselves. But right. for the most part, it's a very welcoming, helpful community. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're looking for gigs, there's a lot of people that will help you get them give you information about different venues that might be better suited for what you're trying to do like whole nine yards like if you want help and you legitimately want to get in and get good and figure it all out there's tons of people that'll help you do that right and then having the opportunity to play from 10 in the morning till 3 in the morning every night of the week that opens up a lot of opportunities for shows that you don't have in most areas where it's just they have bands friday and saturday night and yeah. that's it yeah yeah and yeah. you know musicians is a group where like everybody kind of has to stick together it, mm-hmm. it's a lot better if you stick together than yeah. trying to do yeah, it if apart. we don't look out for us nobody will yeah it's yeah. it's it's over it's and, you know and there's a lot of people out there that want to do things by, by themselves mm-hmm. like they're but it's honestly easier to do it with other people mm-hmm. i mean i'm not all about taking easy routes but if there's a tool you can use, why wouldn't you use it? And right. community and friends and fellow musicians is a tool yeah, that you it, cannot it, dismiss. If, if asking for help means you get to your goal quicker and better right. and you're not sacrificing a lot of stuff that mm-hmm. you, you're you going to feel bad about later, then yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like if it's changing your sound and your personality and like you don't feel good doing it, I get it. Right. But if you're not asking for help because you have to be the one to do it, well, this industry is all based on who you know and how they help yeah. you so oh, yeah. you're not going to get anywhere yeah. by yourself yeah that was crazy too like to come to terms with like when we started too it was like man you realize that like everybody knows everybody mm-hmm. in this industry and it's like wow like a crazy yeah like how just a huge spider web oh, it yeah. all is man yeah, that you, blew my mind when i started playing right you talk to one person and like, they branch out to these people and all right. those people branch out to it's mm-hmm. a crazy right. network of yeah yeah and th- and that's Unfortunately for me, the worst thing, or my worst trait, I guess, or worst ability when it comes to this industry is networking. Yeah. I have tons of social anxiety. I don't like to go out and just like talk to people and meet people. And that's what you got to do. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. the way in. That's how you get everything done. Right. And so like it, it's a struggle for me and I have to force myself into situations that I don't really want to be in. Right. But that's the right. job. That's, that's how I get do. to play drums. Yeah, yeah of yeah. course. That was definitely me, like, first couple months in, I was doing it, though. Dude, shout out my buddy Randy for giving me the pep talk on this hat, man. But, mm-hmm. like, I was super, I still am fairly, like, introverted. Like, random oh, yeah. guy, like, person on the street, whatever. I can't just be like, hey, you know, like, strike up a conversation. I'm, right. I just, that, like, I'm like, nope, not happening. 
not happening. But like, I'm uncomfortable when I see other people do it. Right? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, what if you say something stupid and I have to be right. here to witness it? You know what I mean? It's like, oh <laughs> no. Yeah. But like, he was like, because uh, I kept telling him, like, ah oh, man, like, oh, I really want to go play. We're gonna go play all these shows, do all this. And he's like, well, you calling anybody? And I was like, oh, well, you know, no. Why would I be? And he's like, well, how are you gonna get gigs if you're not calling anybody? Yeah. And this is like, you know, month one or two into doing it. Right. And I'm like, dude, I gotta, I gotta talk to people to go get gigs, man. Yeah. And it was like. Just like are they, are they supposed to like call you? I'm like, what do you mean? So then I started calling bars and then started getting shows, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, this is how it goes. And finally, it's like that was supposed to rhyme, but it rhymed. And, <laughs> <so> I, <laughs> well, write that down. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, we'll keep right. that for later. It was good. No, no, but yeah, calling bars is a whole different kind of like right. Right, social anxiety. Like that's I, you know, I'm I'm really good at talking to people. I love talking to people, but my first bar call was rough. Yeah, okay. she's like, oh, uh, yeah. So uh, tell me a little bit about you guys. Um, we, and I'm, I'm like we holding the music. phone, like what is going on? Like, <laughs> right. I don't know what this we is. have well, guitars. We got we got this guy in the band. His name <laughs> right. Frank Sam. Sorry, sorry. He plays right. the yeah. what? The guitar? The guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, literally, man. But yeah, it's crazy. So yeah, if anybody out there is like brand new, dude, hey. Just call them. Yeah, the first one's going to be rough, probably, unless you're, like, just, you know, got a good pitch, in which case, good for you. But if you don't, call them anyway. Just do it. Just whoever. Just do it. And, and you got to call all of them because the first all 15 are just going to be like, nah, we're all not here right now. Yeah. Call yep. back tomorrow. Yep. yep. And, and I, call back tomorrow. And, you know, <laughs> I think as far, like, for new bands, I think the best advice that I've heard was uh, from a podcast. Oh, I can't remember the name of the podcast. It was probably mine. We'll go with it. There you go. We'll go but he, he was interviewing Austin Mead. That yeah, wasn't mine. <laughs> but no, but he was like, yeah, like literally any downtime that he wasn't like practicing, playing, or working, he was like, I was calling bars. We're trying to set up gigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every, and that was like foreign to me. I'm like, but it makes so much sense. I'm like, dude, if you want to go play, you got to call these bars. And it's like, what are you doing when you're just sitting there? You know, like there's 24 hours in a day. Obviously, you need to spend at least eight sleeping because that's healthy. Right. But like, it's like. But like all eight? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't remember the last no. time I got eight. Four hours to six asleep. for yeah. Four to you know. If I can get six, four, I'm very happy. Six, yeah, yeah, six is solid. Six and a half. You're like, dude. I'm I like, swear, man, over I the summer there. though, like when we were like out at, um, you know, the campground. Yeah. Uh, like three to four a night, just because we'd be up till two. Or, oh yeah. Two to rough. four in the morning, playing all day, practicing, trying to get things tight. Yeah. And then you'd wake up, and it's like, oh, here we go. It's again. Eleven or twelve, <laughs> and people were like, ew, dude, you're just now rolling out of bed. And I was like, I was up till four last night playing <laughs> guitar and it's like uh but yeah spending all your free time you can like you know calling bars man like for the for the guys just getting into it, it's so so important because you call 100 off. and you only got yeah. five gigs yeah before you know, you're right yeah before you exactly yeah. yeah and then when you're doing it when you got free time it's like before you know it, you've called two three hundred bars in a short amount of time and it's like wow well and like now you're starting to get more gigs you know right. what i mean like it, it just adds up oh yeah so even if it's just like a couple you know you're like well i got 10 minutes you know like Call them. Do it. What's it going to hurt? You know, yep. at least get your name and like put their bug in there. You know, be like, oh, yeah. there's, a, there's a band coming around trying to play. Okay, cool. And then you call and them And go into later. the call understanding they're going to say no. Right. Yeah. yeah. Every one of them's going to say, because yep. then when you get the yes, you're excited. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's hard to, it's, I, I always try to stay genuine. I don't want to mm-hmm. like front and say I'm something that I'm not. Yeah. Right. But sometimes it's hard not to because you've been rejected 20 times in a row and you're like, maybe I should tell him <laughs> that I know this guy or something. <laughs> we played this or no, like we can do that. Yeah, it's you so know? hard. Coming out of high school, I was in a punk band and I kind of got thrown into it not knowing what was going on. Dude called me and was like, hey, 
we're going on a tour. We're going to hit all 48 continental states. Do you want to go? Damn. And I was like, yeah, of course I want to go. This sounds amazing. Right. So we leave. We make it to Nashville. And then he's like, oh, so we only have like two weeks booked. Like we're going to book the rest of it while we're on the road. So during the day, you guys need to send emails and make phone calls. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay. So I learned really quickly that if you say that you're the booking agent for such and such band, which is not technically a lie because you are booking. Because you're booking, right. Then they will listen to you about 30 seconds longer before they decide <laughs> to tell you yeah. no. And yep. sometimes that's the difference between a gig and no gig. Yep. Right? Yeah. yeah. You, that's one you can get away with. Mm-hmm. And we, we do use that one every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll throw it out there. Booking booking manager, booking agent. Because, yeah. like, I mean, it's, you're right. It's not. Right. It's we're not, we're it's everything not right now. It's we're everything. Lie. I'm also a financial advisor. <laughs> yeah right i mean i First advise my finances i need to fire myself <laughs> you know but yeah, yeah you kind of got to be everything for a while oh yeah no it's you gotta you gotta put the hat on and then go with that role until it's time to switch right yep yeah yeah okay oh man so any any questions that you have about nashville anything that you're still not not yeah. sure you understand or anything you want to was my question you know, i think we uh we talked about a lot of good stuff i did have something i was thinking about earlier but um, i had my question in my head it was like for new guys coming in what was playing bars oh my god well when you first come down what's the best way to kind of talk to somebody about getting into a bar and okay. like like how you're on like a phone list great you, question said, like great question all right so Best way if you are a singer and you want to get gigs that you're fronting that I have noticed is to go through Tootsies. Okay. Now you will learn really quick that Tootsies is kind of the bottom of the barrel when it comes to pay and gig circumstances and like they're not great. Right. Mm-hmm. So they hold, I believe it's every weekend. It may have changed in the last couple years, but they hold an open audition type thing, jam session, if you will, um, on Saturday mornings, I believe. Okay. And so you'll go in, you'll sing a handful of songs, they'll give you pointers, and then if they want to use you, they'll talk to you about gigs and tell you that you have to sign all this stuff that you don't have to sign and all this other junk right but that'll get you in the door through tootsies okay um meeting people in general is how you get everywhere in this town so do that go hang out figure out which bands and which bars your sound is closest to right and then kind of focus fire on them meet people um talk to people a lot of guys they'll have like acoustic shifts and they'll be like well hey come join me on this acoustic shift we'll both make a couple hundred bucks and like that'll open the door for working together right then there's a lot of artists that'll do co-front shows where they'll bring another guy in so they don't have to sing for four straight hours and you can go back and forth right okay all of that um course you meet one guy he'll introduce you to 15 different guys so you really only have to make one solid connection before you have dozens of connections Mm. so that's that's the way to do it like i said tootsies is the easiest way to get consistent work 
Gotcha. If you can go through that tryout and they'll start booking you, that will give you consistent work and an opportunity to figure out the whole Broadway thing and how everything works. Um, I think they make you go to their honky-tonk school hmm. where they teach you how to perform. Okay. These really? are not air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Really? Basically, if you're not in the Tootsie Circuit, you laugh at the Tootsie Circuit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a thing. That's crazy. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you've listened to it. In one of the episodes, uh, my co-host brought up getting fired from the Tootsie Circuit. Yeah, yeah. And we all decided that if you get fired from the Tootsie Circuit, that's graduating hockey. Oh, there you go. Because then you move on to a better game. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I was just getting ready to bring him up because I remember listening to him on the, on I don't remember which podcast it was, but he was talking about coming down and, you know, just going to all the bars and just mm. trying to meet people. Yes. Mm. And it's like, I'm sure that's huge, that's, like you I said. I mean, that's, if you ask anybody, that's going to be the ticket in. It's just... Go meet people, get to know people, introduce yourself, tell them who you are, what you do, that you're new in town, that you're looking. And like most people want to be helpful. Right. Yeah. And so when somebody says, yeah, man, here's my number, call me, mm. they genuinely mean it and expect you to call them. Right. So it's not like it can be in other places where it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'll help you out. And then, right. you know, it's a bunch of crap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, no, everything is like, for the most part, people are genuinely. Yeah here to help and want to see everybody do well mm. and like it's a thing so yeah it's it's really not as hard as people think it is to break into the broadway scene um and then once you're on it you realize really quickly that a broadway bar is still a bar show yeah it works almost the exact same way mm. um certain bars have some different stipulations and like there's some different things like it's a four-hour shift no band breaks right. like if the singer wants to do a couple acoustic tunes and let everybody go pee, they can usually get away with that. But it's four hours, consistent music. Gotcha. Um, that sort of thing, yeah. That's but crazy. Yeah. For the most sweet. part, it's, I mean, it's it's bar gig. Yeah. You'll get hired and you'll have consistent shifts and then they'll fire you for absolutely no reason and they'll go to a different bar and rinse and repeat until you're back at that first bar again and it's like, oh, well, nice to see you again. Right. <laughs> That's Let's crazy. try and last eight months before you fire me this time. There you go. Welcome <laughs> home. Right. Mm -hmm. That's crazy, man. Oh, yeah. Be awfully nice. You know, ugh, awfully nice if we had something like that back up. You know, in that little corner of Ohio. But there's definitely no like. There's no bar up there that I know of that it's like, yeah, I come play every single Friday or every single, you know. Friday, Saturday, yeah. Thursday, Saturday, Friday, whatever, you know. Well, and, and no a lot of bars where we're from are kind of smaller, especially like in our town mm. and branching out a little bit. They can't afford to pay a band yeah. every single Friday and Saturday to play. Yeah. You know, they don't have the influx of people. And after COVID, back home, the bars have been kind mm -hmm. of... I mean, with, with what some of these bars offer in Nashville, you would think they couldn't afford to pay a band. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They just have the ability to pull in tips to make up for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. You got to get really comfortable, depending on the bar, at talking about and running your tip jug. See, that was like that's an art all in yeah, itself. I know it's, that's it, that makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like asking for tips. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because we, um, I mean, it's yeah, something you like got to do. Yeah, like I push for you know, like obviously, like the bartender waitress get tips and all that. But I know, like I know, like down here, yeah, it's important like, mm -hmm. down here. But like, it it's just, it's just I mean, crazy. That, to that's me. the difference between a hundred dollar night and an sure. eight hundred dollar. No, night. yeah, I understand, hundred percent. Yeah, I get it, big time crazy so crazy, crazy. you gotta get and there's 
and if you spend any time watching bands and how they do the tip jar, yeah, like there's definitely right ways and wrong ways sure. to do it. Yeah, um, there's there's a lot of guys that are really in your face about it, and yeah. like it's Nobody like if you're that. not going to tip them, they don't want anything to do with you yeah. and are rude about it. And then Nobody there's guys that. that barely mention the tip jug, and that's equally infuriating. Yeah, so yeah. there's got to be a good balance there, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. Now a lot of the um, the artist clubs that I was talking about, so like Jason Aldean's, mm-hmm. uh, Miranda's place, Luke Bryan's place, they have strict rules about their tip jugs because they pay a higher base pay. Oh. So they pay you more so that you don't have to bug people as much. Oh, gotcha. And so you can mention it a couple of times. They usually have your logo and QR code that goes to all your information. Um, That's cool. A lot of people like to request songs over Venmo. Oh yeah, so that's a good one. Um, I don't get that hardly anywhere else. Like just in Nashville, anytime mm. I do a road gig or anything, almost nobody does Venmo. Yeah, and then in Nashville, it's like everybody. Like yeah. you'll get thirty requests in like half an hour. Because huh. you'll run out. People probably run out of cash. They're like, oh, oh yeah, run yeah. out of cash, and they just don't want to come talk to you. They'd rather send just it send as a it. text message yeah. with their tip and just be like, yeah. here, here's twenty bucks. Play. Sweet Home Alabama. I feel like right. you see very few bands up around where we're at doing that. I know some that have Venmo and they have things, but like not right. definitely not like the whole like request line, you know, like through Venmo or I know there's like a site or an app or some shit you can do it too through, but like never, hardly any bands got that up around. I mean, it's it's a good good idea. No, absolutely. and I mean if it works oh, like yeah. it does in Nashville, why um, wouldn't you? A lot do of it? guys, a right. uh, lot of artists, they're getting big banners printed that have their QR code on it, yep, so they I've can take those. it yep. all around those. Like, that's sweet. You can get them on Vistaprint. I think like fifty bucks or something like oh, that. Nice. So they're not bad at all. Exactly. You design it all, put all your info on there, mm-hmm. um, and that's the thing. Like you, a lot of artists because it's Broadway and because they do it five or six nights a week, and it's such a constant thing. They forget to put that little bit of extra effort into making it an experience. Yeah, right. And so it becomes just another show to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're still making great money, so... Sure. You know, yeah. that's why there's one band that plays in a, at the stage that I've seen a couple times, couldn't tell you their names, but um, they really get the crowd involved and make it make it fun, make it funny, and mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of fun, and those bands definitely make a, a difference and a lasting oh, yeah. impression. Oh, yeah. There's, the, yeah, there, there's a huge gap between, like, the your average Broadway band and then those handful that are willing to go above and beyond yeah. and... A lot of times, like those are the ones that have more consistent players, True. and they do a lot more road gigs because you will pick up some road stuff from playing Broadway. Somebody will see you at Tootsie's or Legends Corner or wherever and be like, hey, I'd like to book you at my whatever festival or my whatever venue or wherever yeah, in right. Alabama or Kansas or Iowa. I was big i don't know i've gotten a yeah. lot of opportunities yeah, yeah, yeah. to go to iowa yeah. and that makes no sense to me but <laughs> right. whatever like that's yeah. a thing i'll go yeah. <laughs> right but yeah and like for those gigs like because you're a broadway musician like you can get a lot more money for those it's yeah. not they're not going to pay you on the same scale as they would like their local band yeah. right yeah. they're bringing in a band so that you know 400 bucks to play a night turns into 1400 to play a night. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's big. And I, w- I was really surprised on how many gigs we actually get from people just coming up to us and mm-hmm. asking us to play Crazy. somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was really surprised. Probably like 40%, 35% of our gigs. Yeah. They, yeah. I know with, with a lot of the artists I worked with before and right after I moved to town that were just kind of in their infancy as far as being like a legit artist, mm. they would brush those people off that come up like oh, man. at the end of the gig or like yeah. two or three hours in it's like hey i want you to play my kid's wedding or whatever they'd be like yeah. oh yeah well here's my website just yeah. contact me yeah yeah and then they wouldn't get the gig oh, and then fast forward a couple years i'm working with artists that are like oh yeah um give me your information and i'll call you on monday yeah and then they make the call and then we're making three grand to go play two hours. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. And some of those gigs that people have like came up and be like, hey, oh my God, like, what are you doing this date, whenever? Like, unfortunately, like now, because like we've been playing almost every weekend, like now it's getting to the point where it's like, well, we got to start not picking and choosing, but like the fact is, I'm taking the better opportunity. Oh, yeah. Every time. Even if that means like a little bit less pay, but like we know what the event is. We know who's going to be there. We know where it's at. We know, you know what That's I mean? Like, the thing. Like, sometimes the that dollar pays off. sign isn't the total payout. Right. right. Yeah. Like, exactly. If this gig can get you five more gigs, right. Well, 500 times five is better than 800. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes those gigs that people walked up have just been the biggest, like, that's mm-hmm. just been the most, like, like uh, Kansas. That was one that, like, you know, got set up because, well, the owner of the ranch. Yeah. He, uh, Chris, he walked up to, like, my dad during, like, one of the shows, and he was like, hey, like, we'd love to have Lane at the time because he was, you know, um, come play the sale. And then that happened, and then Kansas was the coolest trip. Yeah. That was was such a fun trip. And, like, yeah, fun. Broke even. Didn't right. lose our ass. Yeah. That was important. I've, I've seen tons of guys give up some great opportunities just because they were going to go play the same place they've been playing for the last six months. Right. Yeah. Know, two right. or three times a month. And they're like, oh, well, we have a rapport with him. I was like, yeah, but that's just with them. Right. Like, you're not building exactly. a rapport with anyone else ever. Right. Yeah. You know, it come- you can't play the same six places every week or every month and expect to get out of that if right. you're not getting out of that. Right. Yeah. And it comes back to like, like lowering your ego a little bit because you don't have to build credibility with the bar. You mm-hmm. know, maybe they'll only pay you $600 for this gig as a right. full band or 500 even. But the next time they're like, oh, you guys are good enough. Come on Saturday yeah. night this time. We'll give you this much. Mm-hmm. And, and that that's a thing that's definitely, I mean, that that's how you do it. Yeah. And unfortunately, as the artist, sometimes that means losing money on yep. a gig because, I mean, I think Nashville standard right now for a travel gig is minimum 250 a night plus everything paid for okay yeah. Travel, that's pretty reasonable rooms, yeah, not, not. Uh, a lot of times there's a per diem for food during the yeah. day so i mean and again if you can go and make 250 300 bucks playing your local shift right and you can pay, play up to four in a day like you're yeah. asking people to give that up to go play your road gig it's got to make sense for Worthwhile, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, sometimes it does mean, as as the leader of the band or as the artist, that you don't take home any money. Yeah. But, again, if that price shoots up after that first gig because they want you back, mm-hmm. well, then next time you can pay your guys out of that and take home a little bit. And never underestimate merch. 
Yeah. Merch sales are where it's at. Yeah, we yeah. are working on that. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that merch coming real soon. That is such an underutilized market. Like, I know mm-hmm. so many people that if they have merch, it's just like shirts and hats. Yeah. And there's one shirt and one hat. Yeah. Maybe a couple of colors, but it's the same design. Yeah. And it's like, they sell the crap out of that. <laughs> I believe it. And so, like, dude, set up your own freaking store. It's a brand. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right. Right. Literally. You yeah. you want you want the guy that bought this shirt to buy these five shirts also. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. yep. Create yeah. return business. Exactly. 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 It's something for them to remember us. You know, mm-hmm. they look at something and they're like, oh yeah, the Northern Burnouts. Like, and then it's in their head again. You know. And, yeah. Yep. And then when they see your name up on the marquee at whatever local. <laughs> Club. Yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, oh, I bought their shirt. Exactly. That means I liked them last yep. time. Let's go back. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. That's yeah. funny. That stuff's coming soon. I'm excited for. Oh, well, we got some in the mail, and it's yeah. like we just gotta add on to it. Yep. But that's the thing. Like my advice, and take it or leave it. But my advice is keep your merch stuff completely separate from your band stuff. So you sell the merch. So you spend five hundred dollars on shirts. That makes you a thousand dollars. Spend a thousand dollars on merch that makes you two thousand dollars. Spend two thousand dollars on merch that makes you four thousand dollars. That makes sense. Yeah. Build that as its own business yeah. that sits on its own, and then when you have everything you want and you're making more than enough money, funnel that into, you know, recording your next album. Yeah. Or you know, prepping for a tour or marketing on your next single. Like, use use everything like a business yeah pay yourself but don't pay yourself everything right because right. the second you think of it as oh i got paid five hundred dollars for this gig well that five hundred dollars goes toward your rent and your car payment and gas and food and light bill and the band then has to ask you for money later to do the record or the single right. or for marketing yeah mm-hmm. but if the band has ten grand then you don't have to pay anything for two grand in marketing. Right. Yeah, exactly. And we, you know, we've, we've talked about that too. Just like trying to separate that Mm -hmm. because it works for a while with like just me and him, you know, sharing cost of things. But after a while, there's going to be a point where it needs to be more business-like. And yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause it just too many problems when it gets big enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when you start doing, a lot more full band gigs where you're hiring on hired yeah. guys to do the gig. Yeah. Like a lot of times if you're like, Hey, we're going to pay you 500 bucks for this gig. And they're like, yeah, okay. But then they find out that you made significantly more than that. Right. They don't necessarily break it in their mind as, Oh, well, some of this is going to pay for X, Y, Z in the band. It's, Oh, you guys each took home a thousand and only paid us. Right. Whatever. Right. So a lot of times like, gig money if you're making five thousand on a gig spread that evenly if you mm-hmm. make two grand at the merch table that stays with the band sure yeah makes sense yeah. now a lot of your seasoned guys understand that as an artist or as the band that you're going to take a larger cut and so as long as you're honest up front and they agree to it everything's good um it's it's the ones that feel like that you did them wrong they'll yeah. start to hold it yeah. against you. Right. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah, just be genuine and honest up front. And yeah. It creates less problems. Yeah. Always does. Yeah. No, being honest with money is the best way to get people to require less money. Yeah. yeah. No? Yeah, 100%.
Because if I'm happy doing a gig at $200, but I'm mad when I find out you took home $2,000. Oh, yeah. Then yeah. I should have known up front. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, absolutely. So, Especially if it's a lasting relationship. Now, if I got called for a one-off, like, I'm probably never going to know what the gig actually paid. Yeah. yeah. But if it's a lasting relationship and right. you feel like you're part of the entity, then yeah. yeah Honesty yeah. is always best policy. Mm, for sure. Yeah. No, it makes sense. That's good. That's good advice right there. Yeah. That's good advice. Bottom line, just don't be a dick. <laughs> that, that's Rule the best advice one. all day right Rule there. Rule number one that will get you more shows and more opportunities than anything is just don't be a dick. Yep. Heard that. Do not. The, the mediocre nice guy will get more play time than the fantastic asshole. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That needs to be on a t-shirt. Write that one down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then the fantastic asshole. That's good. All right. Good. So last chance. Any any questions? Anything you want to go Man. over? I mean, I, don't know I think you mind. guys are ready to start looking for an apartment in Nashville is what I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's room together. Find a cheap best place outside. Best in Nashville. Um, I don't know the current state of the market. Expensive. Um, <laughs> but all of the surrounding areas that aren't the rich people areas, yeah. um, that's going to be your best start. Um, Clarksville's not bad. It takes me right at an hour to get to Broadway. Um, I have friends that live 20 minutes from Broadway, and it takes them an hour and a half to get to Broadway. Yeah. So, yeah. It may be, you know, 15 miles, but that's sure. a long 15 yeah. miles. Yep, right. Um, so, yeah, just anything that's like, I mean, I know when I bought this house, it was stupid cheap in comparison to house prices now. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah just you don't have to live in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really doesn't make it any easier to live in Nashville as yeah. long as you're okay with going to nashville mm -hmm. yeah yeah i've thought too it's like you know not that we wouldn't travel for gigs but it's like if you can be like in the middle say like between like memphis and nashville or chattanooga and nashville like between like a few major towns like that and you don't have to travel as far to any mm -hmm. of them yeah in my eyes and that's just how my brain works but it's like staying well, in the now middle. you've got this much like within fairly close range rather than yeah. just you know, right but that's exactly that's that's all. I mean, that's just a personal opinion. Yeah, well, and about the time you do that, you're going to realize that you just opened up this huge market somewhere that's completely oh. inconvenient. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. Now you're driving yep. further than you would. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> but that's the thing. Just remember, everything changes. Nothing is permanent. Mm, like, yep. your job is looking for your next job. Yep. Right. Right. And then, uh, is it true what they say, if you come down for a year, you know, it's like, I'll take a year to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I've heard from multiple different people, like, yeah, it's like, about the time you're done with your year, it's like, is when you just start getting to kind of, like, where you want to be, or, like, where you wanted to be when you got there, you know what I mean? Like, now yeah. you've got consistent gigs, now you've got at least good networking, you've got it's, something that tries to, like... Depending on who you talk to, when I was, when I was first contemplating moving down, everybody would tell you it's a five-year town. Yeah. It takes you five years to get plugged in and, like, really moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, lately, I've heard 10-year town. Yeah. Big thing is, especially when you're looking at the Broadway scene, is you're going to know in a couple months if that's for you or not. If you get down here and you start playing and you absolutely hate it, can't stand it, you're going to know. Yeah. Um, if, if you're good with it, then you're going to be good with it. Cool. Like, situations are going to come up, obviously. Sure. But 
for the most part, like that it is what it is and you'll figure out real quick if that's what you want. Hmm. Right on. Yeah. Just putting out fires. It's part that's of the all it is, man. Job. Just putting out <laughs> fires. Yep. That's it. One way or another. Yep. Yep. That's all so, it is. I don't have yeah. I don't think I got anything that. Well, in that case, um, let's go ahead and put a pause on this. We'll take a quick bathroom break, and then if you guys are good with it, I'd like to hear the single coming out. Sure. Let's do it. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. All right. Well, we will be right back in just a minute. Cool. Hey, guys. We're the Northern Burnouts, and uh, we're happy to play the, our latest single, Devil Woman. Should be coming out early January, and uh, we wrote this one about... Uh, mistake I made one night with uh, somebody I met at a bar so hope you enjoy it Smile and kill with your touch. 
Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We have a great time putting it on for you, so we really appreciate all of the listens. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, we are on Facebook and Instagram. So if you just search Nashville for Nobody's Podcast, we will pop up and you can interact with us that way. We also have some more options coming up in the future for interaction, so that'll be a whole lot of fun. So as always, it's never too late to tip your bartender, and please don't forget to tip your band.